Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. Hi everyone, Dr. Michelle here with you once again for another edition of the Connect Life Word session. And this is actually the first teaching video for 2022. So happy new year. I hope all is well uh, with you and your family. I pray that in this time you are, you know, taking some time for self-reflection and also to hear God's heart for you so that as you charge into 2022, this will be such a year of fulfillment, such a year of really, you know, tying up those loose ends in our lives and filling up the gaps, building up the hedges so that we be able, we are able to stand strong on the word of God and really show what it is to live a life of light, of truth, of holiness, and of righteousness. And trust me, we cannot do it. We cannot do it without the Holy Spirit guiding us every step of the way. So it is my honor to be back with you for another video. And let me bless you before we jump deep into the word of God. So Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for every person who's watching this video. And I pray even now that as the word of God goes forth, so to wisdom and understanding will come. Move like only you can move in our lives, God, and make every chain, you know, make it be, may it be broken in our lives so that we can walk in the absolute freedom that comes with life in Christ. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, this word I'm going to share with you for today and in the next couple of weeks is a word that actually I was meditating on um, la- the ending of last year, beginning of n- this new year. And as I meditate on it, it has really uh, helped me to walk in more freedom in certain areas of my life as the word of God will do, right? And as I've shared in our Victory community, I've been hearing feedback of how how deeply it has touched the lives of people. You know, the word of God is always, always relevant. It's never out of style, it's never out of fashion. Um, It may not always be popular, right? But it's always, always relevant. And there are some seasons in our lives that we're like, yeah, God, this is the word. This is the one that is gonna open the door, unlock the door, break the chain and set me free. And I pray that as I share this word um, with you, that it will do those things for you. You know what's going on in your life right now. You know where you are. You know the challenges, the struggles, the triumphs, the tears, the laughter, all those things that, you know, come together to make up your life. And I pray that you would have greater understanding and a greater fortitude, you know, just to, to, to walk every day, every day with God and not to cower, cower into fear, anxiety, depression, and hopelessness and despair. There's a lot going on right now in our world. And sometimes the negative is highlighted more than the positive. But one thing you can rest on is that God brings hope. 
He always brings hope to where you are. He doesn't wait for it to be fixed. He doesn't wait for you to get through the difficult time right where you are. God is a God of hope. And the hope of God is able to lift you. Trust. It is able to lift you out of the deepest, deepest valleys and out of the greatest challenges. So may this word just infuse you with hope. The series that we are starting today is called Break the Chokehold. Break the Chokehold. Because, you know, there's some things in life that we take for granted. Things as simple as breathing. And when that is that is taken away from us, our ability to breathe, we have disastrous consequences. God has given us life. He doesn't want us to walk through life holding our breath you know you know there's this thing in life that when i get this or when this happens then uh my life will be better and i'll i'll actually have worth and value or actually become someone but the the tricky tricky thing about that kind of thinking is that when you attain it there is always going to be something else to attain and so we are always running 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 looking for the next thing that's going to make us feel satisfied make us feel whole make us feel like hey this life is worth living and that's why the word of God is clear to tell us that we must put our trust, our hope, everything in God alone, because he's the only person, thing, being that does not change. Everything else will shift. Everything else will change, but God will remain the same. And as we put our trust in him and we live life with him every day, every day, you know, at work, in the grocery, in the mall, in the movie theaters, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God is with you. As we live life with him every day, we're going to be able to breathe, breathe through this life and not, not choke ourselves up by holding our breath or allow other things to choke us and knock the wind out of us. God wants us to breathe. He wants us to live. And as the Bible tells us to live the abundant life that Jesus brought to us. So break the chokehold. I'm going to read to you from Mark chapter four, and um, I'm going to pause through the, the section of scripture. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read it in parts because I want to give you some, you know, some clarity as to what is happening in this biblical narrative. So starting off Mark chapter four, verses one to two, I'm going to read first. And it says, and again, he, meaning Jesus, began to teach by the sea and a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching. So let me pause right there. This is the scene. Um, Jesus is out and about. There are There's a crowd that's following him. And there are so many people that he, you know, gets into a boat and he pushes off from the land so that his voice will be amplified as he teaches all these people. And <clears throat> he begins to teach, but he begins to teach using parables, right? And what is a parable? A parable is basically an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It's a story that we use to convey a truth or convey a, not really a hidden meaning, but a deeper meaning. And so he gives them a story with something that they can um, recognize, with ideas that they can capture 
but it's not just what's on the surface. It's actually more below the surface. And as we will see, for those who are able to grasp it, they will get the, the deep meaning of what this actually is. So it's like a whole bunch of metaphors put together. So he's teaching with this earthly story, the story with things that they can understand, they can relate to, they can see, they can touch, they can feel, but he's really trying to communicate to them uh, heavenly, spiritual, deep truth, right? And I love this about Jesus. He's so magnetic that his his message, his personality, everything about Jesus just draws people to him. Whether they love him, whether they don't, they're drawn to him because of who he is. So let's continue. Verse three, uh, listen, behold, this is what Jesus is teaching. Listen, behold, a sower went to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. <clears throat> but when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Verse 9. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Pause. I'm going to pause again. All right. So this is the parable. This is the story that Jesus is sharing with all of the crowd that who are listening to him now there are people in the crowd who are there to see what jesus has to hear what jesus has to say see what jesus can do they've probably heard about all the miracles that he's done people have different motives different intentions so he said he teaches with this story and like i said before it's an earthly story with things that you can relate to but there's a deeper meaning there's a, a spiritual meaning and those who have ears to hear it those who are able to discern it to understand the spiritual meaning then let them get it that's what he's basically saying so he's saying a sower went out to sow um let's think of like a farmer going out to plant seeds so he's going out to plant seeds and there are four different types of places that the seed falls on the first one is by the wayside. And um, it says the birds of the air came and devoured it. Now, what is the wayside? Think of a, a very highly traveled road. You know, those places in your city or your community that is like a main street, people are always on it. It's always busy, got a lot of activity, maybe a little dirty because of all the people that are there. It's this open space that is popular and highly traveled. So some of the seat fell there. Right now, just think of it. If you start to plant in, a, in an area like that, that seed's going to be trampled on. It's going to be open to the elements. It's not really conducive to bringing forth great seed, great fruit. But there are seed that it falls there and the birds of the air come and devour it. And when I think of it, I'm just like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because any place where you have a lot of traffic, a lot of people, there will be crumbs, there'll be food droppings, all kinds of stuff. And so this might be a place where the birds normally go for food. Um, and so the seed there is eaten by the birds. The second place is the um, stony ground right so just think uh when i thought of the stony ground i think of like in toronto we have lakes and there are some lakes that uh on the shore there's a lot of rocks a lot of stones right there's no sand and all that stuff just a lot of stones and 
try um, planting something there, what would happen? So some of the, uh, the seed fell on stony ground and because it didn't have much earth, it sprang up immediately right? It sprang up immediately. And the reason why it sprang up quickly was because there was no depth of earth. So the roots weren't able to go down deep. Because when we look at a plant, excuse me, we look at the top part of it. Yeah, it's beautiful and we get what we need, but it's really sustained and nourished by the roots that are deep below the surface. And so because there is no earth below, there's no depth to the earth, the roots couldn't go down deep. And here's what happens when um the sun was up it was scorched because the roots didn't go deep so when the heat is there the plants can't get the water the nutrients from the soil right through their roots to be able to withstand the, the pressure of the heat and so because there's no deep roots because there's no depth to the plant because it, it grew fast maybe too fast when the, when the pressure came, when the, the heat came, it could not last. It could not last, right? Now, the third ground. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, right? So think of like, you know, just a place with a lot of prickly things, a lot of, a lot of congestion with plants, and you plant in that, there's no room for it to come up. There's no room for it to, to, to grow and to breathe. So when that seed was, fell into the place with the thorns, the thorns choked it and brought forth no crop, no fruit, no productivity, right? And then lastly, some seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced. I love that, I love that when he says that, increased and produced. So not only did it grow, but it actually was fruitful. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. And he says, those who have ears, those who can discern the spiritual reality behind what I'm saying, because there's more to it than just seed and the ground, <laughs> let them hear it. So what I want to do for the next few weeks is I want to pull apart this parable and help you to see how this parable relates to our lives. And the beautiful thing about this is that we don't have to get so clever with it. In the next few verses, Jesus gives the explanation of what he is trying to convey. But the interesting thing about it is that he doesn't give the explanation to everybody because not everybody is able to discern. Not everybody wants all of that. Not all everybody wants the death. They just want the fish and the bread. They just want the, the, um, the spotlight and, and the crowd and to be where everybody is at. Not everybody wants the deep truths of God. But it says here in verse 10, but when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked, the 12 asked him about the parable. So when he was with the core, what we call the ride or die, the one who are close to him, the ones who actually have invested from their lives, their livelihood to follow him. Those who have actually said, yeah, okay, mm -hmm, I'm going to follow you. I'm allowing now my life to revolve around you. Those who have invested, I have to keep going back to the word, invested the energy, their resources, their time into being his disciples, his followers. Now he begins to share the truth with them. All right. And that is such a principle for us that 
if we're going to really get the deep truths of God, if we really want to get the hidden mysteries of how to live this life out and how to manifest his glory and how to have real impact that's not just about 2022, but it's going to be about eternity and goes far reaching and not just about the fad and the popularity, but actually has the weight and the value and the relevance. The, if we want to have that kind of impact that transforms lives, then there's an investment of our lives into his. And so he begins to give an explanation <clears throat> as to what this means. So you got to come back to the next video that I return next week. And I'm going to start with the explanation. And remember, this whole series is about breaking the choke hold. Finding the things in our lives that are choking God's word, God's promises, God's life in our being. Those things that are causing us to hold our breath so that we do not really flourish and thrive in life. Because I'll tell you this as I leave. In this world, you've got to have the courage. You've got to be empowered by the Spirit of God to push back against the resistance that comes up against you that tells you that you won't be able to make it, that you're not worth it, that everything that you are is tied to what you do. All those false narratives, all those false identities, all those things that, you know, the status quo that does not elevate you in life or cause you to live to your fullest potential. You got to get the courage to push back, to take the kingdom's culture, and allow that to be your culture. You're gonna stand out, guaranteed. You're gonna be misunderstood, guaranteed. You're gonna be disliked at times, guaranteed. But the truth of the matter is, when we invest our lives in his, when we remove the things that choke out our lives, guaranteed, we're gonna have fruit. And we're gonna have fruit that goes beyond this moment. Fruit, productivity, that remains. Bless you, bless you, bless you as you go. Have a wonderful week. I can't wait to share with you the next couple of sections of this scripture because I tell you, it gets good. It gets good. So Dr. Michelle here with you signing off for another week. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. I'll catch you again.